everybody, this is Open Discussion with C3 Films. My name is Chris and this is... Cheryl. And today we're going to be talking about Wakanda Forever. Now this came out a little while ago in theaters, but just came out on Disney Plus um, as of this week, I think, uh, February 1st. So if you guys haven't seen Wakanda Forever, make sure you guys go and check it out on Disney Plus first and then come back and see what we have to say about it because we are going to go into spoiler territory here. But let's go ahead and jump right into it. So... Wakanda Forever. I'm actually very curious what you think about it. I saw this movie actually when it was in theaters. This is one of those movies I actually, excuse me, braved the theaters to go and experience. Um, and right away for me, I really did appreciate the kind of moment of silence Marvel logo at the beginning of it. That felt very nice and tasteful. Um, and that was like a very good way to start into the film. Um, but I will get into more specifics about like the overall film and my feelings on it. Cause my feelings are actually kind of complicated on this film. Um, but to just go ahead and get the cat out of the bag. So we just are all aware. I actually did not enjoy this movie that much. Um, oh, okay. I do. Th I do think that the movie, I don't think the movie is bad, but I do just, I think the movie is just okay. Um, and I'll go into specifics about that later. And a lot of my criticisms are actually kind of geared towards the second half of the film. I feel like the front half of the film is a much better film than the second half of the film, where I think the movie just kind of falls apart. But before we start talking more about that, like, what was your experience? How, how, how did you kind of enjoy the movie? Yeah, um, no, I, I can definitely see... Um what you're thinking probably have a, a feeling we probably have similar opinions about it i don't i probably don't feel as strongly about yeah. it um because i did actually for the most part enjoy the movie i don't think it was like the best marvel movie ever but i feel like mm -hmm. they did a good job in um making sure they did a lot of important things um and they mm -hmm. did do a lot of important things um, that made me like this movie, but in terms of story, um, it's another Marvel movie, <laughs> yes. but, yes. um, the, what made the difference for me is, um, the important things that they did. And that is that, like you'd mentioned, um, they did, I th I think they did a really good job in, um, you know, paying homage to, uh, Chadwick, um, Bosman and the other thing that really stood out to me that I really appreciated was um, the the fact that the movie was very uh, female driven and the all the characters it was just basically like all around strong female characters very present in the forefront foreground of the film and we don't get that enough um and on top of that they were women of color so um for that like i i had a good time and enjoyed the movie for those reasons sp very specifically um they just stood out to me and i actually um cried at the end of the movie because i feel like um like they they pay homage to um, to Chadwick at the beginning, but then they also do it at the end, um, and where they give um, Shuri 
this moment to like grieve and grieve. let go um yeah. and that was the part that like made me cry and it was like it felt good like i felt good after watching the movie yeah that's a really good moment they give leticia wright really room to act and i think one of the strongest things about this movie is the acting um the characters that you're talking about were also very pre uh, present in wakanda uh, excuse me in black panther the first movie um actually one of my biggest criticisms um for the first black panther is that when it comes down to t'challa as a character i don't think he's as interesting as his supporting cast um and in many ways i kind of feel like shang chi kind of had the same kind of issue i think shang chi's supporting cast was kind of more interesting than he he was for me personally but um those characters in going into wakanda forever it makes sense that um they would be able to still carry this movie because they are some of the strongest and most interesting characters from the first one, um, as a matter of fact. And I really think that a special shout-out has to go to uh, Zamunda um, because she is just... She's great in this entire in this entire like movie, or at least for the movie, the parts that she's she's in. Um, we did say spoiler alert, but we she dies about at the halfway point in the movie when Wakanda gets invaded. But Angela Bassett is acting her butt off in this movie, and she has some really powerful scenes where you feel her grief and you feel her anger, and she just does, and then you still feel her love, like for her one remaining child, her daughter, and things like that, and like what she wants to do to protect her country, but also to protect um, even Riri Williams when Riri ends up in Wakanda. But um, I really just, I she, I think that if there was ever a talk for an actor to win an Oscar for a superhero movie in like current times, I think that um, Angela Bassett should be up for like consideration because she's just that good in this movie. Yeah, I would agree. And I think that's maybe one of the reasons why I had such a good time is like, I just didn't feel very, you know, interrupted by testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> And I and I feel like I, you know, because I because I also really liked the um, the first movie, Black Panther, but mm -hmm. then like like no disrespect to Chadwick, um, but it was it almost felt like like um, kind of clear, like it just felt like a like a weight off of like the movie because we just get to see the women be the woman without you know having like a like a male step in and like be the hero and do the heavy lifting because it's all the women doing everything and like we don't really get to see that especially in a superhero movie and even in like movies like Wonder Woman you you still have this like male like this dominant male role which is um that Chris Pine or no, not fine. Chris, wait, is it Chris Pine? I forget which Chris it is. Yes, Chris Pine. Yeah, Chris yeah. Pine. Um, that, like, even though he's not the hero of the movie, he's still this, like, male character that plays a huge role in driving the story forward and driving, like, the motives of the characters to do things. 
Mm-hmm. Um, am I making it, it looks like I'm not making sense to you. <laughs> no, no. I, 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 I generally see what you're saying. I mean, I think that if, um, I guess it depends on the point of view because I guess I would argue that um, Tanakh uh, Huerta, um, the guy who plays um, uh, Namor, kind of fulfills that role because he kind of is because everyone i mean and this is the case in just movies in general the protagonists react to the antagonist so in many ways the antagonist is actually the one that's driving the plot not so much the protagonist and i would say that he is a male character that is kind of driving the entire story and that all of the other characters male or female in the story are kind of just reacting to him Right, but he's the villain. Like they're not mm-hmm. doing things for um for him. For him to like you know do his bidding. Or, you know like they're not doing things exactly for him um mm-hmm. or for his benefit. They're reacting to a villain. Like even if that character was a female, it would have the same story. As right, opposed right. to, like, being a love interest where, like, the female is doing things because they want to protect the the love interest and stuff like that. There's none of that in this. Mm-hmm. So, like, there is no romance thing. There's no romance element in this movie, which is another reason why, like, uh, we don't have a supporting male character, I guess you can say. Like, it's basically yeah. all, like female main characters and supporting female characters there's no um like male good guy. i guess you could say um martin freeman is but he's also he's barely in the movie <laughs> he is and um we'll talk a little bit more off um off our youtube channel on our stream um on our twitch.tv slash c3 films if you guys want to see us over there there is another little bit of a controversy in the movie that actually is based around that for you know the group that you're talking about that is basically deleted that also does not get to see themselves as often um and and how they felt about that particular subject in the movie i don't know that i like feel the same way i had this conversation with a couple of people but it is something that did pop up um in conversations with other people who also feel like they have a connection to this universe um but I think that's something that we can talk about a little bit more on our Twitch stream, and we don't have to talk about that here. Um, but one thing I do want to I kind of shift to is talking about what the story is as a whole and how that kind of affected me negatively, um, at least on the second half. And when I say this movie is very complicated with me emotionally, it's also because of the fact that the movie had a lot to deal with, right? Like, we can't get around the fact that Chadwick died. And so the movie had to figure out how to write a story based on that happening. Now, there's options to recast. There are people out there that believe they should have recasted. Um, They just, obviously, that's not what they went with. They went with the decision to tell a story that was based around the the real-life tragedy of what happened to to the actor. And that, I can almost feel a little bit muddy to me. Where on one hand, I'm like, yeah, I can feel like you're paying homage, but at the same time, you're using it in a movie that's made to make money. So is there an argument to be had about you profiting off of this person's death now? So like there's that kind of like 
I guess, uncanny valley that's in the back of my mind when I'm looking at something where I'm like, this is really emotional and I like it. At the same time, I'm like, but this person actually died. And I'm watching a movie about them talking about the fact that this person actually died and I'm watching it for entertainment. And I just, like, I have this pull inside me that doesn't really know how to feel in those moments because it's the disconnect or the connecting of the idea that I am watching a movie for entertainment, but this person also died in real life, but they're dead in the story, but they're also dead in real life. So that was like, I think a little bit, this isn't so much about like me liking or disliking the movie, this was like a complicated emotion I felt while trying to enjoy it. I mean, honestly, I I feel like, um, I I hear what you're saying because I was actually worried about how they were going to handle it um, as I as I do whenever mm-hmm. this kind of thing happens where um, where you know an actor does pass away before they can you know finish making whatever story they <coughs> were in the middle of telling um, mm-hmm. like Carrie Fisher for example which that was a total mess yeah. um, like I hated the way they did that um, but. You know, in contrast to that, I feel like they did Much a better. very good job in how they handled um, Chadwick's passing and incorporating it into the story. Because um, I think it it would have been weird if they let T'Challa be alive in the story. I feel like that wouldn't have worked out very well and it would I I almost feel like that would have been disrespectful uh I kind of like the idea that they let the character die with the actor so that Mm -hmm. it can't really be reborn but then it's also the way they treated it because they gave him a moment they gave him more than one moment and um and and I think for that reason that they they that they did right by it like if okay. um, I get I get what you're saying about like the whole they're making money off of it kind of thing, but then I also feel like they're dealing it with they're dealing with the situation best they could while still moving forward with doing what they were gonna do anyway. Yeah, and that's one the thing that I always like wanted to bring up um, is the fact that like the movie had a lot that it had to working against it because they lost their lead actor that they probably had a whole story built like built around. And then they had to like pivot in the middle of like writing the script, so yeah. Um, but as far as like the story itself, like it be, it opens with T'Challa being about like basically in a moment of passing, and uh, Shuri being unable to save him, and then Shuri carries that guilt with her for the entirety of the movie, and that guilt turns to rage because of the fact that she was unable to save her brother, and now. The actual plot of the story is the fact that a young teenager has built a machine that can find vibranium, and that vibranium is leading Americans, or I guess whomever, to the ocean where they are coming across Talakan, um, which is Namor's, Namor's home, and Namor does not want people to find his home because he knows how people are, um, and they're going to cause problems so that's why he goes to wakanda to basically say hey look you need to check your crap out blah 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 um you shouldn't have opened yourself to the world and now i'm gonna go find this person that made this machine machine and i'm going to kill them now not a huge not a huge deal but this is the first kind of moment of 
that that's a little weird is that them killing him killing Riri doesn't actually solve his problem because Riri even says that the government stole her design and made it herself and made it themselves. So if you kill Riri Williams, that doesn't stop the government that now already has all of her plans and her designs from continuing to make the stuff that is the problem that you're you're worried about. You actually have to destroy the plans and and kill the person that created it so that that person can't create it again and then make sure that it's not on any backup systems or anything else like that. So story-wise, that was one thing where I was like, that's a little weird, but whatever. Um, I also was not a fan of Riri Williams. Um, I I did not enjoy her specific characterization, Um, but I still did like all the other characters. Like, I love um Okoye it's hard not to love Okoye I love the scene where Zamunda um is yelling at Okoye about everything that Okoye did wrong and when Okoye like loses her position it's like that's a great part of the movie and it makes sense for both those characters what happens um and 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 Nakia Nakia is great when Nakia pops back up in the movie and speaking perfect Spanish it's because that's where she was born um it's like it's it's great, um, and I love that actress. That actress is still great. I think that Letitia Wright, even through all the controversy that she had on set, I think that Letitia Wright still did a very good job like showing Shuri's grief, showing Shuri's anger. Um, and like so all these other characters, like outside of Riri for me, like worked very, very well. Um, and Tanaka Huerta is really cool as Namor. I feel like he is very imposing. There are times when he actually felt scary. And then there's other times where it's just like, hey, look, you understand that this is a king trying to protect his people. And I think Shuri even understands that. And when Nakia shows up and just starts blasting people, Shuri's like, yo, whoa, whoa, whoa. You about to cause a war. Like, all of this stuff is great. The music is great. I love the, the Dormilaje chants. All of it is good. The the pivot point for the movie for me is when they first when they go to invade Wakanda because story-wise this felt like a very strange moment to me because the Nakia Shuri and everybody return to Wakanda they know that this guy is going to come after them they know that he's going to want to start a war and it feels like they just don't even prepare they just kind of get there and say he's coming but they don't like warn the city. They don't evacuate people. They they don't even do what they did in Infinity War. In Infinity War, literally, when they found out that aliens were coming to Earth, like T'Challa said, ready the defenses, evacuate the city, and get this man a shield. Like, they didn't do any of that in this case. And I was just like, well, that feels a little weird. You guys know you're about to get attacked, but it doesn't feel like you're prepared. And then they get attacked, and like everyone gets wiped out. I feel like that, uh, okay, I get, yeah, I hear what you're saying about the, um, they probably should have evacuated. Um, I think the only thing they threw in there was Sherry saying, like, to throw up the, the whatever shield, the underwater <laughs> thing. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I guess that's enough. <laughs> but then it wasn't. Um, it seemed like maybe that it, I don't know, maybe I'm just making excuses for it, but it seemed like it happened, like, very quickly. Like, it, like attack didn't happen um, very much longer after they returned home. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I mean, you're right. It didn't, there wasn't that much time. I think I just was just like, you guys, 
need to be a little bit more urgent. You're there needs to be an announcement or something. Your people are in danger. Like and also because like the whole thing about Wakanda is that it is in Marvel lore a place that's never been invaded, right? It's a place that's so like two things are gonna happen now. One, you gotta show why you've never been invaded. And two, you gotta show why Talakan is that good that even though you've never been invaded before, this is the first group that's actually able to do it. And that makes it interesting. Um, I like, I didn't like the fact that Zamunda died, but it made sense, I understood. Um, they, cause that was the story's way of taking everything away from Shuri and like really leaning into her rage. Um, so I really, so I do like that as a story point. Um, the next two big issues I have is once again, related around what the, what Condens decide to do. They decide to go and fight, um, Namor and his people in the middle of the ocean. On a boat. And, that on a doesn't boat fly. That doesn't fly. And I was like, you guys are one of the most technologically advanced nations. You don't have a you don't have a flying boat or a plane that can land in water and then get the heck out of there once you do what you need to do. And you and then and I'm like, and after you because you actually are successful, you do capture you do capture Namor and put him on the plane so that you can dehydrate him. And then you expect to just sail away in the middle of the ocean with all these people that can swim and like sirens that can like basically make you kill yourself. Like, what is your plan? So I'm, I was just like, story-wise, I was like, this does not make sense. Yeah, I really thought that it was going to fly away because like S.H.I.E.L.D. has one. We've seen one in the, the first <laughs> Avengers. Right. So... The fact that their thing didn't fly, I I really thought it was going to fly away, and then that would have made the most sense to me. Um, I think that would have been way better storytelling. Um, even, like, I, I feel like they still could have had the thing where the ha they had Shuri and Namor fly back and, like, tell everyone to, like, stop fighting. I think they still could have done that. Um, but uh, fly away. <laughs> I don't get that was that was really dumb. I was I was really um surprised by that. Yeah, so that bothered me. I also I hated the fact that they put a Koye in that stupid fish Iron Man suit that looks like it was only made to sell toys. Like that thing looks so dumb and it was so dumb. She was so against and I you were trying I got I get there making a joke. She was so against the suit and they finally put her in the suit by the end. But then she had like this weird not rivalry with um the guy that couldn't die, which they also never explained why the Talakans couldn't die. Like they get up um when they first show up and they make it a big deal and then they never address why are these people basically immortal. We, we just don't address it. And so then she has this weird rivalry where they're all, like, her and this guy are always fighting. And then she tries to have this like really cool moment where she's just like, I forget what she says, but it's a kind of thing of like, yeah, I got you. But all she does is push him off the boat into the water. It's not like she killed him. So mm -hmm. it was just like mind boggling to me because I was like, that isn't cool. That's not exciting. And this suit that you're wearing is freaking dumb. So <laughs> yeah, I was I was pretty disappointed by that too. Like, like, especially like, pushing him back into the water. Like, that's probably where he wants to be. Yeah, <laughs> He's probably healing from that. Um, but yeah, I was I was I knew they were gonna have like a, a one on one showdown again. Um, but 
Yeah, like you said, I was pretty disappointed by that fight. Um, it wasn't very outstanding. I'm I'm even more disappointed that she could only win in the suit. And I know, like, the, the whole deal is, you know, that um, it's supposed to, like, even the odds. And it's supposed to be, like, Sherry's great with technology and stuff like that. But then her whole thing is, like, all you need is a spear. Because the spear is designed for precision and stuff like that and then she's just proven wrong like you need tech like you're not good enough without the you know technology and stuff like that which like I kind of get like both sides of it but I think for her character like maybe the suit wasn't working for her so she takes it off and then she uses the parts of it to like yeah or just find like a way to like make it so that because if you think about it nothing really changed she would have killed them even when she didn't have the suit. The problem was just the fact that they were immortal for some reason. And at the end, she still didn't kill anybody because they were still immortal. Mm -hmm. So the actual situation did not change. All she did was be able to get to be in a situation where she could kick him off the boat into the water. So, and my friend brought up something interesting where he was saying that he feels like maybe the movie had an aversion to like killing certain characters because it was already based around a, a real life death. And when you think about that, like there's not that many people that die in the movie on screen. Although, I mean, there's a part of me that's kind of like when Wakanda gets attacked, I'm pretty sure a lot of Wakandans die, but we don't, I don't think any of our main characters actually die on screen that at least not any of the telecons or the Wakandans, Americans die because when the boat gets attacked earlier in the movie, they have the, soldiers being killed and walking off the boat and stuff but well, either way the queen oh yeah and then zamunda so yeah so actually maybe that's not true but um yeah but like i just think it's a little weird that you don't make it so that they can either find a way to kill the telecons or at the very least i don't know even the odds in some kind of way where they can incapacitate them and that way it could feel like a victory there so that whole thing just felt very 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 odd to me from a story's perspective and i just i didn't really i did not enjoy the third act at all because of that i will say that the fight between shuri and talakon or talakon the fight between shuri and namor i actually liked a little bit more um only because of the fact that i like my movies to be based on some type of logic and Shuri is not a fighter. She never has been. She's always been about technology. That's why in the movie, she's always shooting things. So the fact that she can't physically, even with like the the suit, like like she can't physically beat somebody who has been literally fighting for like hundreds and hundreds of years makes sense. So I like the fact that she has to be smart in order to defeat him. So that that's cool. That feels realistic. That feels like it plays to the character. I do feel a little weird, though, where I kind of... Shuri becomes the Black Panther in the comics as well, so that's why they did it. Part of me feels like Nakia should have been a, the Black Panther instead. Um, and I think that is just maybe because of the fact that I think that she just makes a lot more sense as, like, a fighter and someone who was an assassin. And, like, for her story, the whole thing was that she was never really accepted. She was always on the outside because she was an assassin. She couldn't even be a part of the Dora Milaje. So she made her own way. And for her to come and then become... And her, for her to go from that to become, like, the hero of Wakanda feels like a good direction for her story and her taking on that mantle. And it makes sense because she is somebody who would be able to physically fight realistically from the context of the story. So... 
I kind of wish that that happened. I'm not. I'm not a total fan of Shuri being the Black Panther. If I'm being honest, that's funny because I had the same comment. Um, I, I honestly, I thought that it would have been best if they we didn't even have um, like if Shuri was gonna be Black Panther. I would even, um, I would even say like maybe she doesn't become Black Panther until after <coughs> all this goes down because her whole thing is too. that she's good with technology and like they were doing it they were doing they almost did this whole movie without her being black panther so they didn't really need her to be black panther at the very end because she had all this technology behind her anyway all, all it did was give her strength that she didn't really use anyway use, yeah. because at the end of the day she used her brain and her technology to defeat Namor so um i i wish that she just didn't become black panther and that she just did it all on her own as like herself um and again like you mentioned it makes way more sense for um what's her name nikita nikia to be um the black panther because i actually thought that that's what they were gonna lean towards because yeah, it makes too. more sense um because she's a skilled fighter and she's like the best mm -hmm. so um yeah yeah and they brought her back i thought that's why they were bringing her back <laughs> right <laughs> like, they you brought need her to back. be the black panther <laughs> so and then of course like the, the last thing in the movie is like you said like it's a will electorate scene and another kind of moment of silence for um, t'challa which i think was very well done and then they introduce um, the son that T'Challa had right before he passed, and they make sure you know that his name is also T'Challa. And I think that's because they want to open the door to have um, this this character become Black Panther at some point, which is why he's also named T'Challa. So it's a way for them to bring T'Challa back into the mainline story. And it probably won't be played by this actor. They're not going to wait for this actor to grow up, but they'll probably, like, you know... The story is based around Kang the Conqueror and time manipulation and stuff like now like that now. There's a good chance that this kid might get aged up at some point and become like a new recasted T'Challa that so that T'Challa can still be in the world, but it would be the son of the original T'Challa. So that's what it seems like they're doing, which I think is a good idea for them to at least not just completely retire this character. Um, but also make it so that like you said, the character that Chadwick played dies with him um for lack of a better way to say that um but yeah so but at the end of the day i think like for me um i enjoyed the first half of the movie a lot more than i enjoyed the second half and because i really don't like the second half from a story perspective it makes the movie just okay for me um i don't and like you said at the start of this um discussion it's it's a marvel movie like it doesn't stand out it doesn't feel special and a lot of these marvel movies recently have just had really bad stories and really bad third acts um and this movie isn't any different so i think that the first movie is a stronger film because i think that it's stronger throughout the entire film but there are parts of this movie that i do enjoy um, maybe even a little bit more than the first uh, than the first film, but it's it's kind of scattered for me. Yeah, I think like the elements of um, 
the movie were good for me. Like, I enjoyed watching it because I like what they had and what they did. But in terms of story, like I said, it's a, you know, it's a Marvel movie. The story is not very solid at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, honestly, I, I don't like the whole thing where they basically say that Shuri is just like Killmonger. Um, and that like, and, and like you said, like the, the reason why the queen had to die was so that they could put, it could put her in that position and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, d- I felt like they didn't need that to do that. Um, I think they, maybe they pushed, they tried, they pushed it further than they really needed to, because I think, um, Shuri already had enough to grow in the arc. They don't yeah. think they needed to make it any worse <coughs> and then have her like, you know see Killmonger and you know um have that whole thing about vengeance and even have uh Mbaku be like I don't think this is a good idea (laughs) (laughs) I like that relationship that they had in this movie um I liked it a lot um but I don't think pushing her that far was necessary to make her like full of rage and vengeance um, mm-hmm. I think that was just a little bit over the top, uh, unnecessary. I like that whole water bomb thing that where the queen dies. I thought that scene, though, <laughs> yeah, the way they killed cool. her was like yeah, really so cool. cool. Yeah. Um, I thought that was shot really well. I think there's a lot of good um, cinematography and effects and stuff in this movie. Um, so overall, I enjoyed it. I I liked it. Um, but I think every time I watch a Marvel movie, I kind of have to throw away the hope for a good story <laughs> and just enjoy it for what it is. And I actually had lower expectations. Oh, you had lower expectations for this? I had lower expect- oh. expectations, so that's probably why I enjoyed it. Um, because in hindsight, especially if you if you compare this to like the, the last Thor movie, this was like incredibly better <laughs> i don't think anyone's gonna argue with you about that like <laughs> thor is like this is an oscar film compared to thor yeah oh like there was gosh. good stuff you, you can find good stuff in here and that's why i yes, think i liked that's it true. because um it wasn't perfect there were there were, were issues as it you know there usually is with everything that we watch um yeah but at least for me <coughs> i I feel like I was able to look past a lot of these things and not make it such a huge problem to a point where I couldn't enjoy the movie anymore. Cool. But yeah, um, we are, we've been talking a little bit while here. Um, so um, we probably need to get out of here, but is there anything like last minute, like kind of things you just really want to get out for the YouTube segment? Uh, Namora's Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> the more is Magneto. That is all. <laughs> all right, we'll talk a little bit more on our Twitch channel. If you guys want to see us talk about this and more on our um like on our Twitch channel, you can check us out on twitch.tv slash C3 films. But that's gonna be it for this YouTube segment. What did you guys think about uh Wakanda Forever? Did you enjoy it? Did you think that it paid homage to uh chadwick in a respectful way did you enjoy the story did you think that the third act was a mess like i did what have you thought about it comment below let us know i'm waiting down there if you get some likes here subscribe even if you don't though i have been chris and this has been cheryl and we'll see you all next time